If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day, even on the days when you are absent. And that is our third this is our third day talking about emergency substitute teacher plans. Hello, Colleen. We are to a content area that we know well, oh, English language arts. Finally, like science and <laughs> math, are those were hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I am curious in all of your years of teaching, what, um, what worked for sub plans for you? What did you try to accomplish on a day when you were out of the building? Um wanted to make sure that the students were uh, still doing something that was going to be purposeful to Mm -hmm. um, learning objectives, if not moving a particular lesson forward. Um, But also taking care of my sub because (laughs) you never want to be the teacher that subs are like, they get the phone call and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm subbing for that teacher. That teacher never leaves me good sub plans. I don't want (laughs) to... Mm. But yeah. I, no, I like I took care of my subs, so I would leave good, solid sub plans. Even that emergency one that I needed to prepare at the beginning of the school year that could be used anytime. So one of the things that, and and I'll just speak from experience, and this would have been from like um, probably junior high through ninth grade, because I always had um, daily journal writing whether mm-hmm. it was 7th yeah, grade, 8th grade, or ninth grade. So I did I did daily journal writing, and there was always something. Um, so they always had like their daily oral language that they would do, and then they would have a writing prompt, and they would do a writing prompt. So the um, we would get to a point in the quarter where the kids, especially, especially my 7th and 8th graders, not as much in ninth grade, I don't know why, but my 7th and 8th graders liked to read their journals, journals out loud. Mm. So if I, if, you know, if there was a sub, you know, um, I, when I taught in that K through eight school, I knew most of the substitute teachers and I knew that they could handle any of the, you know, any plan that I would leave emergency or otherwise. So it was easy with that one to be like, okay, let them write in their journals for, you know, 15 minutes. And then you're going to, you know, let them read their journals out loud because they loved doing it. And it wasn't something that I would really protect a lot of time for. So they would be 
happy to do that when a sub was there because they like to read to each other. And so, then, oh, wait, wait, time out. Now the sub <laughs> yeah. is the hero because the sub uh-huh. never gets to be the hero. But in your sub plan, the sub is the hero because you're like, oh, I guess we have some time today to read the journals out loud. I can relate to that so wholeheartedly. And I want to tell you that when I, although I never taught first grade, I remember being a first grader and loving journal writing time, like having it every day. Mm. And it was a lot of like pictures with a few words. Or I remember that I can like vividly remember the first few pages of my journal in first grade because I was starting to write sentences. So, so this just, just preserving your daily journal writing time and the sub plan is perfectly good and perfectly fine. And it can go all the way down. So anything that's a procedure, a regular writing procedure, you could just keep, keep doing as long as there's some instructions written down there. Yeah, that's right. So did you have one that you used for English? An emergency. Well, sub-plan. I was thinking very much, um, very much writing based. Again, I my students when I was in junior high loved doing um, creative writing because we had okay. such such robust uh, curriculum standards that the goofy creative writing didn't always fit. You know, like you wrote probably one narrative a year. Or you you had your journal your journal writing, but they loved doing something like pass the paper where like you write for a few minutes, you're given like the uh, initial prompt and you're all writing and then you're seen in a circle and it's like, okay, you know, two minute timer went off. Everyone pass your paper to the left, <sighs> read the story, continue writing. Okay. Pass your paper to the left or pass it two to the left or pass it four to the right or whatever. So, so you're reading, 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 adding four, to it for a couple minutes and then you're passing it again and the class starts giggling and everyone as long as they know that they all get turned in there's going to be nothing too crazy or inappropriate because the real teacher when she comes back is going to read them all and she knows everyone's handwriting and you're not going to you know get away with writing something inappropriate because the hard thing is you don't have everybody's name on there unless you like Mm -hmm. make a column for put your name here so Mm -hmm. but the kids love doing that stuff and I knew that writing and volume was really critical that we can do all the reading and writing instruction we want to do but unless kids are truly spending a lot of time writing um, they're not going to get better at it. So, so my goal, I think on a day I was gone was that the students were still doing some writing in volume. So writing for 45 minutes, however I could catch them to do that was really, really critical. I didn't want to lose a day of getting, uh, words on paper. Okay. Okay. I remember, um, needing to fill gaps in, um, grammar. So just sometimes Mm. practicing grammar and I, you know, and you don't have to, uh, that's not a 45 minute lesson. Let's brush up on nouns. Like, no, um, let's not do that. But there are some really great activities that, um, that can be done anytime throughout the course of a year just to reinforce and, um, and to have a little bit of fun with grammar. Okay. Fun for you, Colleen, but just like yesterday we were talking about math. (laughs) And how the substitute teacher who does not feel comfortable with grammar might be a little panicked that they're now the, uh, you know, the expert in the room on that grammar worksheet that you're giving everybody. So so you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. So let's do this. So in, in the sub folder is Mm a, um, you know, it's a piece of paper and it has 10 different, um, sentence formulas on it. So a sentence formula is, um, article, noun, verb, whatever noun. 
okay, as a direct object. Yeah. So, so that's so it's just like that. Or, um, you know, it, it, with older kids, like once they once they have their prepositions, and so then you can have preposition, article, noun, and so then the, the, so do you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, what no, totally. Because now, because okay, right? Because it's like sentence imitation, like the uh, the research of like Harry Noden and Don Kilgallen. Like I like you're speaking my language now. Like how you okay. imitate how you imitate master sentences. Yes, there are many many. We we only have a few minutes to talk here, but I could give you many, many examples of imitation um, mm-hmm. assignments to do that could be done as emergency subplans or anytime, you know, built into the curriculum because they're very meaningful. But um, okay, so it just in an emergency subplan. And so this could translate to anywhere in elementary school, depending on where kids are and understanding parts of speech. It could just be, um, it could actually just be subject verb you know, we can do that. And how many different subject and verb, because that's a sentence. So it's getting used to what a sentence is. Um, Okay. So then, and I think I've told you before, like I had bins in my classrooms that were like all the red pieces of paper in that jar. Those were all nouns. And then we had articles that were on green paper. And so they were actually manipulatives and it was just words, 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 words. And the, the kids would come up with those and then I would laminate them and cut them up. And so we had bins of nouns, verbs, prepositions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they could, like you could just sit, um, you could do it alone, you could do it in a group, and you could write out um, sentences that go as many as many sentences as you wanted that go with those sentence formulas. Or you can play it like Mad Libs and you stick your hand in the noun jar mm-hmm. and you pull out a noun and you do this with you know a, group, a, a team of two or a group of three and you come up with really funny sentences and then see which ones actually make any sense. And that you can do that for a good 30 minutes. Colleen, you're reminding me of something that's really important in a sub plan. And that that is the personality of the sub. So as long as you feel comfortable with these options that I'm about to say on the top of the sub plan, <laughs> like if you're truly comfortable with it, it's really it's really good for the sub for you to say they can do this independently if you want it silent or they can do this in small groups. They already have small groups for grammar. So tell them to get into their grammar small groups and it's going to be a little noisier. So the personality of the sub is really important there as long as you truly are comfortable with that lesson being put like playing out in di- some different capacities. So knowing those choices so that the sub isn't uncomfortable because they're just going to do it anyway. So let's say they hate a silent room and you told it, you gave them silent work and then you come yeah. back the next day and you're like, the sub said we could do it in small groups. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> like, <laughs> so as long as you're comfortable with it, you might as well just own it at the top of the sub plan. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so those are, yeah, that's, those are ideas that translate. And, you know, I go back with what you just said about the personality of the sub again, it's like, maybe that sub has been in the room before and knows the students. And maybe it's the first time that sub's ever been in your classroom. So I like that accounting for the, the variability of um, the preferences of the substitute. Yeah. I appreciate that. All right. Oh, it's time. It's the bell. Thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episodes as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We'll see you next time.